Hi, this is K.S. Garner, and you're listening to the Solo Nerdbird Podcast. And today, for another edition of Movie Monday, I'll be talking about the Studio Chihibli film, Howl's Moving Castle. Sophie is a quiet girl working in a hat shop, who finds her life thrown into turmoil when she is literally swept off her feet by a handsome but mysterious wizard named Howl. The vain and vengeful witch of the waste, jealous of their friendship, puts a curse on Sophie and turns her into a 90-year-old woman. On a quest to break the spell, Sophie climbs aboard Howl's magnificent moving castle and into a new life of wonder and adventure. But as the true power of Howl's wizardry is revealed, Sophie finds herself fighting to protect them both from a dangerous war of sorcery that threatens their world. The themes that I found interesting that I would like to touch on are craft slash skill, self-confidence, servitude, humor, chosen family, protection, care slash love, age slash appearance, duty, and freedom. Working as a hat maker, Sophie lives a pretty boring and mundane life. Her sister Letty insists she resign from the family hat shop and pursue her own passions in life, but Sophie is reluctant about completely upheaving her current existence for a new identity. Until one day, the mysterious wizard known around town as Hal intercepts her from being harassed by the king's guards in an alleyway while he's also being followed by the Witch of the Wastes men. Sophie is accustomed to working with her hands and more than likely was raised to work to look after herself as at a young age. Not only is she skillful with a needle and thread, but she's willing to perform manual labor Skills that come in handy when she starts working for Hal in his castle. Skills he himself and his apprentice Markle obviously didn't exercise before Sophie came along. Letty also wanted more for Sophie, not only professionally but physically. When men fawned over Letty, Sophie herself didn't care much for her appearance. After the Witch of the Waste cursed Sophie into an elderly woman, not much had changed about her. Her clothes and attitude remained demure and bland, although I did think it was really brilliant how Sophie had a good sense of humor about her whole ordeal as she joked about the advantages and disadvantages of maneuvering and traveling around as an elderly woman. She seemed like someone who was used to using humor to move through life when she was disappointed and underestimated. She didn't let her rapidly aged body also deteriorate her mind and pull her down in despair. She sat out on her own against all of the townsfolk who urged her against traveling on her own into the waste, determined to find the witch and remove the curse. The effects of the curse marked on Sophie by the witch of the waste did the exact opposite of what she believed it would do to Sophie. The witch herself admitted how once adored her. But once he saw who she really was, he no longer cared for her. I believe Hal saw who the witch truly was on the inside and wanted nothing to do with her afterwards. But the witch was too power hungry and broken hearted to see the error of her ways. The same goes for Hal really. He was just as superficial and shallow. He loved beautiful things and people so much that when he accidentally altered his appearance, he believed to have lost his own beauty. He was so used to moving around and doing as he pleased no matter who his action may have affected and harmed. Sophie's presence in how Markle and Calcifer's life rejuvenated all of them. The two wizards had become I'm sorry, the two wizards had someone who looked 
after them when they overexerted themselves or were in need of assistance. And Calcifer finally received the praise and recognition he craved for transporting the castle everywhere and anywhere its residents needed it to be. Sophie found purpose, excitement, and adventure in her servitude. It may not be what Letty had in mind, but it's definitely better than wasting her youth in a hat shop. Sophie chose to be with Paul, Markle, and Calcifer every time she had the opportunity to return home. I'm sure Sophie had multiple moments to ask for a cure for her curse from Hal, maybe even from the sorceress Solomon when she visited under the guise of Hal's mother, but her first instinct was to protect Hal. She even protected the Witch of the Waste, though she owed her no loyalty or even a glance back when it was time to flee the castle. Sophie cared about everyone around her. She bore this kindness that left her vulnerable to attacks on her life and the lives of those she cared for. At what point did her care for Hal transform into love? I'm not sure. Possibly seeing and living with one another and their chosen family every day, creating a new routine Sophie could see herself living for the rest of her life. Or maybe she felt she could love him from a distance as an elderly woman, as long as she could be by his side when he needed her. Servitude gives people purpose and gratification when those they serve are taken are taken care of and happy, although this can be and often is mistaken for love. Sophie strongly believed it was her duty to stay in the castle and watch over how Markle and Calcifer, along with whomever else they picked up along the way. While everyone else fulfilled their duties, Howe worked tirelessly to avoid them. He lived to be free. He even teases the idea of running away without Sophie and the others to keep them safe and away from Solomon to avoid her clutches and fighting in senseless wars. But it's when Sophie orchestrates a plan to save everyone and Howe from his destructive ways that he finally understands where and who he's destined to be. Overall, I enjoyed the film. I may have to watch it again because, to be quite frank, <laughs> and please don't hate me for this, I think this movie is overrated. I was so excited to finally see it based on the fondness from the Studio Chihibli Phantom and because of uh, other people's obsession over how, but I didn't find him that interesting at all. I found him to be boring and detached. Maybe he was supposed to be like that until he finally came around in the end, but I don't see how Sophie could have fallen for him unless something else happened that the audience wasn't aware of or was inferred. I'm not really sure. Uh, and j just the FYI, just to let you all know, if you didn't catch on or didn't look it up because I didn't mention it in the beginning, but I am now. Um, Christian Bale does the American dub version of how, which did nothing for me. Uh, not the American version, but like the English version. But still, it, it really didn't do anything for me. Like I said, I, I may have to watch it again. Maybe in Japanese, the Japanese uh, subtitle version. To see if it will make a difference. How much of a difference remains to be seen. Uh, it may not even make a difference at all. But I really want to give this film uh, another chance. Or maybe I just need more time to think about it. But anyway, again, this has been my review of the Studio Ghibli film, Howl's Moving Castle. I'm K.S. Garner, and you've been listening to the Solo Nerdbird Podcast. Thank you.